day 212. At least that's what it feels like. I'm doing this whole in bed thing and ugh, but it's okay because my husband told me, he said, Christy, you are like a heroin addict when it comes to this illness. And I started thinking about it and, you know, then of course I find all my answers in song. So I, you know, go to Jane Says, my favorite song by Jane's Addiction. And I, I'm just listening and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am. I am just like a heroin addict. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why. I don't listen. And I, it's very disturbing to me, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Now, today's episode is coming out a little bit late because my husband was off yesterday and I didn't want to detract from spending time with him. And I mean, he made me, you know, chicken and vegetables and uh, french fries for breakfast. It was really good. And, you know, we ate about 11 o'clock in the morning. So that was nice. And we just kind of, you know, sat around and enjoyed each other's company. And I did nothing. And today is like the first day I'm waking up and I'm not, there you go. I'm not lethargic. My eyes aren't burning. So let's see how I can screw it up, right? I have an interview that I'm supposed to do in about three or four hours. And honestly, you know, I kind of don't want to do it because I don't want to bring myself down any longer. But then having it hold over my head drives me nuts, especially losing that one with Annika. But I figured out how to do a backup. And, you know, we'll see how today goes. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, you know. But it's... I ha I'm getting back into the mentality that I was a couple of weeks ago before that bridging incident. The Bridgerton incident. Uh, I can't say that because so many people love that show. I watched Young Charlotte or Uncle Charlotte or... Queen, Queen Charlotte. That's what <laughs> Uncle Charlotte is not right. Oh, good Charlotte's another group, right? Isn't that a group? But anyway, I digress. Everything I have been doing, I have been trying to rush. I have been trying to make happen faster. I've been trying to fight it. And in the meantime, I keep getting all these invitations. That global EDS thing that's coming up. I don't know where it is. Is it the one in Ireland? I don't know. I keep getting all these invitations for these things. And it's like how to fight fatigue. How to stop a flare. How to do this. How to move. Well, you know what? A lot of it's just common sense. You know that. It's just common sense. We don't need somebody to tell us to go gluten-free. You know, you don't need to pay somebody to tell you, I think if you take gluten out of your diet and 
you start eating three meals a day that you'll start feeling your body functioning better. No, you don't need somebody to tell you that. Just do it. And if you're not doing it, you know that you're doing it to yourself and move on. You know, I can't stand it when people sit there and focus on the problem as opposed to trying to get out of the problem. I could sit here and take pictures all day of what my body does incorrectly or post all the time about what my body doesn't let me do. But instead of worrying about the fact that I could put my legs behind my head and taking a picture and showing everybody, I'd rather not do that so I don't tear my fascia and then work on trying to get myself better. And putting my legs over my head is not going to make me any better. So I'm just trying to stay positive. And I'm going off here and there just because I realized that there is no quick fix. I am still bound and determined to figure out this fatigue thing, but I can't do this anymore like a heroin addict. Now, when it came to supplements, you know, like I said, my hair and my nails are looking better than they have looked in years. I mean, they're now growing. My nails stopped growing. I couldn't grow them, and I just attributed it to the fact that I was cleaning the garbage disposal, and I was cleaning, and, and that's why my nails wouldn't grow anymore. But I guess, you know, it was the lack of collagen. Now I'm, I'm taking a collagen supplement every day. I mix it in my water, and I do that. My hair is actually looking good from the root now. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like it's splitting apart. I need things to be shown to me. And I don't know why it's taken me so long. And why I've wasted so much money attempting to figure this all out. And what I mean is like this. I started working on my fascia. We're going on almost three years now. But, it, you know, in October 2021, started. I had one month off in 2022. One month off, May. Other than that, I have been doing something with my fascia every damn week. And not to mention everything that I do at home. I tried doing mat. It helped until it didn't. When I was doing mat, we worked in Pilates. That exercise, it set me back, popped my rib out. Try doing that little vibrating plate. It doesn't work with us. A lot of people think it does, but it's a temporary thing until your fascia resettles. And then the pain comes in even worse. So it's this vicious cycle. I have a friend who's doing one now, and I don't have the heart to tell her that, well, in my experience, but maybe it won't be with her. You know, just like I said, I'm not a medical professional. What the hell do I know? But I can tell you that you've been with me through my brokenness, through my disgruntledness, through my pain. And the only thing that has proven beneficial for me every single time is working on my fascia. When I went to the EDS PT, 
His exercises threw me into severe body spasms to where I ended up in the hospital and they watched me drop to the floor. Still bothers me. I still need to file a complaint, but that's just energy I've got to exude to do. Still pisses me off to no end. It really, really does. But I was going down to Virginia Beach over an hour away, sitting in traffic every week. And once a week isn't enough to get the help that you need. Because the minute you get an exercise, your body gets messed up and then you've got to wait a week. You know, you had maybe a good day and a half of feeling in position until your body doesn't tolerate the exercise anymore because of the fascial issues and stuff like that. It's just not enough time, you know. You you need to go more than once a week. Then I go three times a week to postural restoration, which proves to be quite responsive to my body, you know, but it, it seems to be working great. Swell, it's wonderful. And then the bridge, the bridge to nowhere except pain and being subluxed and out of alignment. Well, now I am down to trigger points. And the only reason why I go to see somebody else is because when your fascia is as bad as mine seems to be, it's it takes forever to get rid of the lumps and get rid of the little adhesions and the distorted fascia. And sometimes you just need to have somebody put all their body weight on one adhesion and just apply pressure to release it. And my husband's afraid to do but so much. My son does it better than my husband. My son's... You know, he'll sit there and just push on the adhesion because uh, I couldn't breathe one day and there was an adhesion and my rib was out and my son was able to help me get it back in. My husband's afraid he's going to hurt me. My son just, here you go. <laughs> so I was very happy. But you can work on your fascia before it gets to the point that mine did. I read so many posts about people getting ready to have surgeries and and this, that, and the other. And my friend, she's getting ready to have, I think, her second, third, I think, third neck surgery. She can barely move her head as it is. She went ahead and had the neck surgery to begin with because she was tired of her neck popping out and tired of just, she didn't want to do the exercises. And she went for the surgery. Well, her skin is so tight, her fascia is so tight, it looks like it's painful for her mouth to even move at this point. I don't say anything to her because she knows, but she's getting ready to have another surgery and she knows she's got fascia, she knows. And it's like, why go have another surgery that's just going, unless they're gonna cut out some of the adhesions and they can do that because that's what the doctor did for me. I had my ectopic scar from when I was 17 and they went in and did the endometriosis and all of that, the little bikini cut scar. And when I had my C-section, they went in and cut out all the adhesions that I didn't understand at the time, why it took seven years before you could touch my scar and this, that, and the other. All things 
that were symptoms of this illness that we didn't know in 1987, 1994, and all that good stuff. So I say all of that just because when it came to my voice, my voice being gone, I was, and, I, and they told me this, I didn't make this up, but the therapist told me that I was the best speech therapist patient they had had because I appreciated what they were telling me. I understood what they were telling me. I learned about my voice. And they said they thought that came from the whole disc jockey thing because, you know, it was explained to me when I got into radio, they're like, you have a microphone and there's a reason for that microphone. And it's kind of like you go back and hearken to the days of you've got Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby. Frank Sinatra's belting it out. Ah! And then you've got Bing Crosby that's just, hey, Joe, what do you know? And talking real low and slow because he learned how to use the microphone. So my voice was my instrument. My voice was my tool. And I treated speech therapy with so much respect. I mean, I was doing the exercises. It, it was killing me because I couldn't say my son's name. I couldn't talk. I had to learn how to talk again. And my husband's like, you came through that with flying colors. I don't know why. Oh, dryer's done, but I'm not supposed to get any of them. My husband has one job. He'll be back today. So, okay, don't go get the laundry, Christy because you're not supposed to do anything. Emma is using you as a pillow, so sit there, pet your kitty, and keep talking. And I've got paperwork to do. I've got little things to do. But you see, there was an accomplishment for me to get my voice back, and I don't know why I haven't shown that same respect for my walking. And for my ability to stand up for any length of time. I really don't know why I never thought of it like this. And it's true. I'm just wasting money every time I get up and do something before I'm ready to do it. I'm feeling the best I have felt in days right now. I can't screw it up. But I, I got some wonderful information from each modality that I have sought besides working on my fascia. But I don't need to delve any deeper into these modalities because they've done nothing but set me back. I need to take the breathing. I need to really work on my breathing. I haven't been doing that. And I really need to work on my breathing. And as far as my fascia, I can feel, I can barely touch underneath my ear. Underneath my ear, all the way down my lower jaw, about midway through. And that's from when, when I was five years old and I fell and used my face as a stopping point uh, when I fell off the bike in the gravel in the road. I believe now that that fascia is exposed and it hurts desperately bad. It really hurts. And then on my left side, there is 
a fascial adhesion that I can pluck like a banjo string underneath my armpit that was originally at my bra that has now moved up, but it's causing pain going down my left side all the way down to the outside of my left knee. And then I've got major pain on my right leg, on the back, and that's coming from somewhere either in my foot, from where the truck ran over it, or from the Achilles tendon from it being out of place. So I'm at that point. My pain is in those areas. It was all over body. I couldn't tell you where it was in October 2021. And now... It is in those few areas. And you know what? I can tell that the fascia is messed up. And that was from the canoe incident, my left side. I, I feel like that's happening. I feel like I need to have like a knee brace or something on my left side. That's why I know that there's distorted fascia up in this area. Because once I release those adhesions, the need for the neck collar is gone. The need for my SI belt, I called it my hip belt, is gone. When you restore your fascia back to health, the need for the braces and stuff are are kind of moot. It's It's... They're not necessary, at least for me. And I am finding that the only thing that has continued to work for me is working on my fascia. So I'm going to keep working on it. I'm holding off on all these other modalities, postural restoration, because I thought it would benefit me a little bit more to keep going I think right now my body needs rest and I need to put as much thought into staying focused and not overdoing it just like I did when I was doing the voice therapy. Now, I don't know how many of you have problems with your feet. But my feet were horrible. I had knots in my feet so bad that all the physical therapists were having me buy those little dryer balls with the little pricker things. Mary Jane at Pilates had me buy this roller thing. And uh, when I went to the massage therapist, she actually gave me those heating rocks. She gave me two that you would put in the micro uh, in the microwave and then I take them out and I would put those rocks on the arches of my feet because there were hard 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 I was going to say hard ass and I guess that's what it was, hard ass adhesions in my feet that made it virtually impossible for me to walk my ankles didn't bend so my feet flopped It's not a matter of having flat feet or high arches or anything like that. It's the damage that's been done to your feet and you have these adhesions. 
Well, I keep going around. I think my husband's just thinking, I don't know what she keeps wanting me to do. But I'm like, feel my feet, feel my feet. Because it's just like my bosoms. When those adhesions were released around my boobs, oh my goodness. They're better than they were when I was 20. They're bigger and they're better. And they're not drooping and they look young and spry and perky. Unlike me, but hey, (laughs) they're good to go. But my feet, I can't wait until I can get back to my massage therapist, Katrina. I don't feel that I have the right to go and be doing the massage and this, that, and the other when I'm working on my fascia every week. But once I'm at the point that I'm at maintenance, I'll continue with the massage therapy because that's a big help for me. So I want to go back to that. But I wasn't getting the benefit because the fascia was so adhesed. It was so distorted. It was just hard as a rock. Literally as hard as the heat rocks she was using. But she couldn't, my massage therapist, she couldn't get the rocks out of my feet. And I would sit home every night and I burnt the bottoms of my feet using those rocks. But I would put them in the microwave and then I'd sit there and just keep softening up the adhesion and then sit there and just keep rubbing on it until I could finally get rid of them. I now have no adhesions in my feet. And as stupid as this sounds, I'm doing that grounding thing. I'm really trying. Somebody brought it up and I said, what is it? Let me look into it. It's free. Why not? So I am walking around barefooting it anywhere I possibly can. I'm outside. Like, you know, I, I got up for a little bit. My husband's like, oh my God, you're going to walk into a hole and pop something out. Please don't do this. But I'm walking over the gravel he put down from a driveway. I'm walking over the, the patio, you know. I'm walking over the grass trying to get different surfaces because they say that there's something about connecting your feet with the world again and earth that is supposed to help. This one person's like, I do everything barefoot, which, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going into a public restroom barefoot. That just sickens me. But, I mean, there's only but so many places you can go barefoot. And then they've got those barefoot shoes. You know, I don't know. It looks like it's just this little sand. I I don't know. I've looked into them, but I mean, really, I'm not going to spend any more money. But there is something to it. And this woman has contacted me. We're going to see how this works about rewiring your brain. And she's putting together this uh, survey thing, and she wants me to be a part of it in the fall. We'll see. I'm waiting for her to say, oh, by the way, I need you to spend this amount of money. But she contacted me, so we'll see. I mean, she was all excited because she said somebody with EDS finally for me to study. And I'm like, but you have EDS, so what's up here? What angle does she have? But we'll see. But there's something about rewiring the brain so that your body can handle the pain and things like that. And I guess I said, well... That's what those neurostimulators are for. I had two of them before I had them removed. So I guess maybe there would be something to it. I'll look into it. But I don't plan on spending any money, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's where I am today.
I think I need to hold back on the interview because just talking this little bit, I feel tiredness coming on me. And I need to be better for my family. I need to respect what my body can and cannot do. I need to get over this fatigue and get healed up a little bit better before I start adding, doing a load of laundry, running an errand, and things like that. It has taken me such a long time to get it, but I think my husband comparing me to a heroin addict and then guilting me into the bed because of our son was like a low blow, but so necessary for me because I wasn't getting it. I just wasn't getting it. Now, everybody talks about that whole spoon and matchbook theory and all of that stuff. And I think, oh, welcome, Mexico. We're into 16 countries now. And, you know, it's really sad because I was shocked when I had listeners past the Netherlands and other countries started coming up. You know, Belgium, Ireland, Philippines. And then there's this, like, podcasting group you can go to. And this one guy wrote, you know, we're in 90 countries now. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's, like, 90 countries? Aha! I know there's more. I know there's way more. No message of being telling me I'm an idiot. I know. But let me enjoy my 16 countries. I'm just a little hometown gal that felt like I was a big fish in a little pond being in the Norfolk radio market. That was my big hoorah that on my own doing this little bitty podcast, I'm now, you know, somebody in 16 countries has heard me. Maybe they might not come back. We'll see. But <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, ooh, 16 countries. And then, then Bob writes in, I have 90 countries. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. But still, if by chance I've been able to help anybody, that's super cool. And if you would like to join me, I would love to have you come on and join me as well. Because I'm learning. I'm learning how to live with this body. And I have noticed that I'm holding off on the bromide. Sadly, I think this sweating I've been doing could be the sign that I am no longer perimenopausal and I am going into the menopause. I'm not sure, but I think that could be because the pyrodystigmine bromide doesn't stay in your system when you're not taking the extended release for very long. You know, once it's out, it's out. I know all of this because my pharmacist was kind enough to work with me on this because the doctor hasn't called me back still. That's why we need to raise awareness about this illness. My husband will be furious that I haven't been taking the bromide. I've been keeping up. I've been keeping up with my pain medication and the muscle relaxers because I have these last few trigger points. And I say these last few, I'll forever be working on my fascia, but ones that are causing me extreme pain. You shouldn't touch 
your cheek and it hurt. If it does, you have a fascial issue. You shouldn't touch underneath your ear and it feel like you're, you're touching yourself with like a hot metal poker. No, that's not normal. That's a fascial tissue issue. So if you have parts on your body that hurt to the touch, that's a sign that you have a problem four layers deep. You need to take care of it. And if you take care of it before it got into my position, I would like to think that your dependency on medication and the therapies and stuff would reduce. Because what I have found is my use of braces have have pretty much gone obsolete. I had knee braces, elbow braces, arch supports, ankle supports. I had to wear all of those. I wear none of them now. My neck collar, that comes and goes, but I still got some issues with my neck and I found out a lot has to do if I'm fatigued or not. Right now, I feel like I need a left knee brace and that's telling me there's something up inside that's not stable in my fascial line on my left side, which is causing me to feel wobbly in my knee. But when you get rid of these adhesions, you start getting your kinesthesia back. The ability to tell if your feet are touching when you're lying down. The ability to feel your feet flat on the ground. How could I feel proper balance and proper posture in my feet when I had so many adhesions? I couldn't put my foot flat on the floor. When my foot is flat on the floor now, I'm looking because it feels like it's just spreading out. It's like it's so happy that it's finally relaxed. I can't get over it. I truly can't get over it. I wish you could touch my feet. I wouldn't want you to touch my bosoms because that would just be a little awkward. I guess even asking you to touch my feet would be awkward. But it's such a difference. It truly is such a difference. And I'm not happy that I'm in pain in the areas that I spoke about earlier, but it's just those areas. Now I've got to work on this fatigue thing. I've been eating like crazy. I'm still waiting for it to evacuate my body. That hasn't quite settled in yet. Like I said, when your body is bound by fascia and you are in a fascia frenzy, it takes a while for your body to readapt and be able to function the way it's supposed to. At first, I thought, oh my Lord, I got rid of those adhesions in my feet. Now I can't stand up. They were what was holding me up. What's happening, as long as I respect my body, and I get up in the bed properly and things like that. I take less of a chance of my pelvis popping out. I take less of a chance of doing something stupid. And I have found that when your tricep muscle is bound by fascia, 
and it's going all the way up and causing your right eye to close. The bromide isn't all that effective and or important anymore. And what I mean by that is that all the extra energy that my body was using to adapt because my tricep muscle wasn't doing its job caused my right side of my face to droop. Once it was put back into place and those adhesions were released, my eye has never been so big and bright. It doesn't close the way it did when I start getting tired. The bromide was buying me a little bit more time up. But now that I am restoring my fascia to health, I am finding that my body isn't fatigued as much. Yes, I'm dealing with getting over what I did last week, cleaning the house. But what I mean is my muscles aren't, my muscles aren't working overtime because of the fascial adhesions. They are now working overtime because of my illness. I now am getting back to a ground zero with my illness that I never knew I had before or that I needed. And now I'll be able to work on strengthening. But the thing is, I'm not really weak. I wasn't getting blood supply because of the fascial adhesions. And I'm all stuck on this whole fascial adhesion thing because I'm telling you, if I can get better by walking barefoot and it doesn't cost you a daggone dime, you can do it. If I can get better by releasing fascial adhesions that are from around my scars that I know you out there have and are from my subluxations that I know you out there have, you can do it too. You don't need to... You, you you just don't need to sign up for these programs because it's you, you just need to take charge and take care of your body and find somebody that will help you release those adhesions whether it's through massage whether it's through myofascial release whether it's through fascial remodeling whether it's you using an Ashley Black tool at home and doing it yourself my word the only thing that I have done to get better is release these adhesions and my body is getting stronger every day. It is my stupidity and my setbacks that have made it worse. When I first started in 2021, my pelvis popped out quite a bit. And then it eventually just started staying in position until the speed bump of October 15th, 2022. My rib was in place until I was donning my bra one day in June. No, that was August of 2022. When my 
EDSPT put that rib back in, it moved a fascial adhesion that then took away my ability to hold my head up, keep my neck straight, and breathe. I went into complete muscle spasms and I could not walk. My left side was all shortened up like there were rubber bands just wound tight and I could not walk and or function. Pilates, a standing exercise, popped my rib out, couldn't breathe. Postural restoration, the bridging, popped my pelvis out. And I was putting on my underwear a few months ago while standing up lost my footing and fell hard on my left side and popped my pelvis out. Those are the only occurrences of my subluxations and I believe that's all on one hand, right? Let's say the speed bump, my bra, Pilates, postural restoration, and my underwear. Five times since I started working on my fascia in 2021, I have had subluxations and they were all because of an incident. Do you know how many times my pelvis, my knee, my shoulder, everything was popping out before I started doing it? I don't have enough fingers and or toes. What I am doing has got to be proof in the pudding, does it not? I tried those apps. I tried the people that could put me back together. I tried the surgeries. I tried the medications. My family has gone through so much for me. And the answer is within me. And it's non-invasive. Think before you go have that next surgery. Think before you do that bridging exercise. Think before you do anything to your body that somebody doesn't have to live with the aftermath is telling you to do. Take charge of your body and your treatment. Don't be like a heroin addict. Don't waste the money. Don't go get treatment just to go back and keep messing yourself up again. Take charge. It, I, I'm going to take a bromide, I think. Just so I can see how it makes me feel. See if I start getting energy popping in. Because my husband's going out for a job. I've got that interview in a couple hours. I need to do a few things while in bed. You know, paperwork, make some phone calls, things like that. I guess, yeah, maybe I will. I'll take a bromide. So I can see if it does anything. If I feel 
any difference. But the main reason I was taking it was because every time I ate, I felt bloated and I had extreme fatigue. Well, getting rid of that adhesion in my abdomen the other day, I have been eating, getting up in the middle of the night, shoving potato salad, Mediterranean salad, feta cheese in my face, just getting up, just getting up and going right to the refrigerator and just eating all through the night. Not bloated at all. My right eye has not squished down since I got rid of that adhesion and put my tricep back into place. All of those extra muscles working were fatiguing me on top of this illness. Now I am just battling this fatigue and illness. I'm still going to figure out how to get more matches in the day. I will. I'm bound and determined. I've come this daggone far. Why look back now? I'm ooh, now I want feta cheese. I I have to go eat something now. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. My husband might have had to hit a low blow to get me to understand what I've been doing to my body. And it's taken me a lot of time and a lot of money. And that's why I'm sharing with you. So hopefully you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money. Now, if you will follow us on Spotify, Spotify notified me. And if, you know, they've given me these these ads that I get to do now. And it's like I said, anything I can do to make money without charging subscriptions, they still want me to like ask for donations or do subscriptions or whatever. But the more followers we get, they'll put us in their search engine more frequently. And they say, we're getting close. So I'm really excited. So thank you, each and every one of you, for coming back and listening. Thank you for sharing my life with me. And I hope perhaps I can help you a little bit because your messages and your kind words certainly help me. 16 countries. Who would have thought when we started this little bitty old podcast in December of last year, who would have thought 16 countries? Okay, I know, Bob, it's not your 90, but still 16 countries. I am going to go back to my resting. I am going to go get some potato salad and some feta cheese because, oh, I just, it's what I want. And then... I will continue to do some work from the boudoir. I hope your pain is minimal. I hope you are finding some positivity in the day. My AWOL zebra agenda, I'm ticking off every little to do. My shower, done. Podcast, done. Rest, working on it. Stay tuned. We'll find out how we're going to be tomorrow. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I really appreciate you being here. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.